Welcome to episode 116 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me on Twitter pivoting into my new identity as a West Coast secessionist at SEATJK. And with me, as always, is Chris. Where can we find you organizing your division of Newcastle regulars, Chris? <laughs> West Coast Pack at CD Villa Senor. Where, Let me um, off this crazy thing. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get on with California, but they're 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 kind of on the right track. It's I sort just, of like it's sort of like for me. It's like maybe we just maybe we merge north to BC and then <laughs> <laughs> then curl around and grab a little bit of Oregon and the not so crazy part of Idaho. <laughs> That's, I don't know if Idaho's up for it. <laughs> I think the people in Boise are up for it. You do. The rest of them we don't want. <laughs> I'm guessing. Well, tonight we're going to wonder about the permanence of the changes we're all experiencing. We're all certainly adapting to the new normal, as more and more people seem to wake up to the idea that going back to normal as it was is probably not where we end up after this period in history. We'll start by looking at some all-time bad takes on the permanence of fads of the past. We'll turn to the present as we wonder what specifically might be permanent when it comes to the lifestyle changes brought on by COVID-19 and what we've discovered about ourselves. And finally, we'll pine for sports content as we debate what might be TV-worthy and also share what specifically we miss about sports, either live or on TV. Beyond the buzzer, we'll pause for Jawa before heading to the OT for a quick check on the latest, of course, content from our dear leader. Interact with the show on Twitter at 203pod. Or hit us up via email at Holla, holla At 2on3pod.com You know how much we love to hear from you But before we get into it, Chris I have to ask you Do crabs think that fish can fly? <laughs> wow that's a, that's a deep thought, actually <laughs> <laughs> They must Yeah, they must wonder what the hell is happening With like It's just the, maybe the way we look at birds I'm sure it's it's very similar you would you would think, right? You know what's you know what he's got to blow a crab's mind though. Mm. It's like so you're like at the bottom of the ocean. The next thing you know, you find yourself in a tank, and then a bunch of people are sitting at tables with a picture of you like wrapped around their neck with a hammer, <laughs> waiting for shit to go down. You're like, what is the, what are all these people doing? We must be their god. <laughs> <laughs> That's what probably fucks up a crab. That's like whoa. I, I'm actually curious about the crabs that. Like, okay, so the crab is born, he's, I don't know, half mile into the ocean, and then he just starts walking. And then one day he just walks out of the water. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> what happened here? And it's, and it's weird. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. I, yeah, I think the life of any amphibian must be, like, kind of fucked up in that way. Do you just, think that crabs look at the crabs that go on, like, regular ocean crabs that look at the crabs that go on land and be like, astronauts? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do. Crabstronauts. Yeah. How about those fish that like live in the mud with like when the lake dries up and they just live in the mud for months until oh, yeah. the lake the comes lung back? Fish. Yeah, and then the lake comes back and they're fine. They're like totally fine with it. Yeah. And the other and the other fish are like, "Where the hell have you guys been?" I don't know, man. We just been living in the mud. I don't yeah. know what's your problem. Well, by the time they come out of the mud, it's all new fish. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. Oh, he is risen. That's a fish Easter when the lung fish come out of the mud. <laughs> exactly. Well, that was a good. See, that was a good start for what we'll what we'll get to in segment one. Um, but where, where I want you to kind of tap into the mind of the 
confused and wrong individual. <laughs> are we, are we, we, we were we actually going to become the lungfish of like the workforce is basically what are we, are we getting toward that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know what? I will save my sweatpants thing for the overtime. Okay. And it's, since it's such a natural segue, I don't want to ruin our momentum. Right. So let's go to segment one. All right. In segment one, I have collected some bad all-time takes to share with you. And I think what I like about them so much is so many of them were printed in newspapers. <laughs> uh, and so they're, they're, there's uh, some purple prose to go along with them. This first one's pretty mild. All right. So Stuart DeGeis here, the director of marketing for Spartan Food Services in South Carolina, which owns 370 Hardee's outlets in 10 southeastern states. This is 1986. Okay. Says home food delivery is a fad. Quote, these days, people can stay home and watch a movie on their VCR and get a pizza delivered, he said. But once the novelty of this combination wears off, the home delivery market may not continue with the same strength. End quote. <laughs> so, not he wasn't coming at it super hard here. He, yeah. he hedged a little bit toward the end. Sure. But what is it that what is it about the existing zeitgeist, or not zeitgeist, but uh, dynamics, rather, of going out to eat that you think... Stewart had Stewart convinced that, that home delivery food food home delivery wasn't going to work because Stewart because the Hardee's franchise and all that kind of stuff happens in the South and the in the South where it's a little more sparsely populated or uh, like New York City people understand food delivery like nobody's business right sure like that's kind of like when my brain is the the place where it all happens you live in a city the restaurants all deliver because you know, but in the South where people drive around in their cars and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's home deliver. I don't, I can't, I'm trying to think, I think our pizza place in Carlinville, Illinois, um, would deliver you a pizza, but no one ever did it. We would just get in the car and drive and get the pizza because, because that's, we liked it better to drive around. <laughs> It was so, weird, right? I remember so, going to the Pizza Hut to pick up the pizza, which seems like an absurd notion. Yeah, I mean, having pizza delivery when I was and when you live in those kind of towns just doesn't. I mean, it missed him because he just doesn't get it. He just because he lives he lives in a place where food delivery just isn't really a common thing. Okay, of course not like it is today. Like in New York City, people are like I've been ordering Chinese food delivery and pizza delivery since since the beginning of time. Right. I was actually in New York City in 1986, and if I had read this article, I would have called Stuart up as a, as a seven-year-old and told him he didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> that's, just a, that's just a geography thing. That's just a person who doesn't get it. Now, to his, in his defense, like, I didn't, you know, to, to, to have food delivery like we have now where there's, you know, half a dozen platforms vying for your food delivery dollar, I think, you know, we just, you know, we've just gotten, you know, it's a necessity these days, but, you know, two months ago, three months ago, I don't think I ever used any of them. Well, what like I it, think is, yeah, what I always find interesting about delivery services that, today is that it really shows you the vampiric nature of capitalism that we had to get to the gig economy before this could work. Because if you recall, we tried Cosmo.com around here in the early 2000s, and it wasn't scalable because mm -hmm. the margins were too small to have. And they were using mostly bike delivery people. Yeah. And, and they still have, couldn't afford it. Yeah, you couldn't have FTEs doing that, right? You had to get to a point where... I drive people around for Uber, but then in the downtime, I'm picking up food for other people. Right. Kind of a deal. Right. You had to have these people who were doing, the, doing multiple things at once in their cars. 
Yeah. Which is just what we needed for the environment. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> next, oh, I, mean, next... I mean, I'm not driving, so I mean. <laughs> no, right now we're doing great. We're making up for a lot of lost time. I did read this, not to get too sidetracked to sidebar right here, but I, I and I, I don't have the details. Maybe I'll pull it up for next week, but I did read this uh, interesting take that disease is the planet's evolutionary memory and that that it's not necessarily an accident. Like there's a, there's a theory that nature is self-correcting, like saying, oh, you're not actually going to stop doing what you're doing. I'm going to stop you. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Oh, we can get, a, we can get into that. Another week. time. That's for another time. Yeah. All right, our next take is Why the Web Won't Be Nirvana. This is by Clifford Stoll. It comes from an episode, uh, episode uh, an issue, rather, of Newsweek um, in 1995. And uh, good old Clifford, who kind of looks like Egon Spengler, if you have a picture <laughs> of him, uh, with his hair down. Got it. He's holding some sort of metal sphere in this picture here. Here's what it says. After two decades online, I'm perplexed. It's not that I haven't had a gas of a good time on the internet. I've met great people and even caught a hacker or two. But today, I'm uneasy about this most trendy and oversold community. Visionaries see a future of telecommuting workers, interactive libraries, and multimedia classrooms. They speak of electronic town meetings and virtual communities. Commerce and business will shift from offices and malls to networks and modems. And the freedom of digital networks will make government more democratic. Baloney. Do our computer pundits lack all common sense? The truth, in, the truth is, no online database will replace your daily newspaper. No CD-ROM can take the place of a competent teacher. And no computer network will change the way government works. <laughs> that is a freezing cold take. <laughs> this is, I think at the beginning of every shift like this, you're going to, it's pretty easy to dig up, dig these people up, right? It's sure. the whole... Um, well, the automobile is never going to take over. Right? It's too clunky and it's blah, blah, blah. And they didn't realize that, you know, you know, 90 years later or 100 years later, we completely built the world around cars, right? So mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's It comes down to bandwidth. Remember? remember the suck. Remember? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> To, to try to to try to understand the internet that we understand today, like to make my children understand the internet the way the way it was when I was a kid. Like in college, we had email. Like we were, it was one of those kind of in 1989. I had a, a an email account that you had to go to a, mm-hmm. a terminal and log into. Sure, and I used send. Pine. I used Pine well into the late 90s. Yeah, so <laughs> so you get it. I mean, it's to to have that kind of computer experience and try to compare that to the computer experience that we have today is crazy. Like someone would come out of if someone if you time travel back and talk to your 1989 self or my. Uh, they, I just like, I don't know. Okay, that sounds really cool. I don't know how we get there from here, right? Your brain yeah. just can't, your brain just can't get get around it. And of course, deep quote unquote, I'm air quoting these deep thinkers always are are, are trying to shit on somebody's, you know, shit on, shit on somebody's dream of the future, right? But I remember there was an AT and T ad from I don't know the late '90s mm-hmm. where they just basically spelled it all out. Like, this is what you'll be able to do. And they were right all along the way. And I think they understood. It, ha- it, ha- it, ha- it absolutely has to do with bandwidth. Sure. And, and like I said, it's, it's, it's hard to explain what bandwidth can do to yourself, to somebody back in the early 90s. They would just be like, I don't, I don't get it. 
even in my own career, as, as recently as five years ago, I was telling people they should stop investing in enterprise applications and instead put all their budget into operating expense and bandwidth. It's like yeah. SaaS and network speed is what you want. Nothing else. <laughs> yeah. And, and people looked at me like I was crazy. Right. <laughs> yes. But it's but it's true. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was just as just for shits and grins. I was, you know, I looked the other day and I was even during these high bandwidth usage times, I was still pulling like 700, 650. Mm. Like who knew? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, God. You thought that one and a you thought that one point five megabit up down thing was a was a S, SDSL with some shit. <laughs> we both worked we both worked in the in those early heady network times in the early two thousands when people were spending a shitload of money for remember like like not ADSL no I, I need SDSL I need one and a half up and one and a half down because I got run five twelve at our house. <laughs> It's awesome. Uh, all right, next we've got from the Tampa Times uh, in Saturday, Saturday, December 3rd, 1977. Here's the headline. Video games are just a passing fad, top toy company executive says. The toy industry will be making more and more electronic games in the future, but video entertainment is just a passing fad, says an official of the world's largest and oldest game company. Americans love gadgets, and this is just another gadget, Michael Moon of the Milton Bradley Company said Thursday. The problem with the toy industry historically is that it overreacts to trends. Video games is the same thing that happens with CB radios, 35mm photography, and stereo components, he said. Moon said people become bored of video games after about a month. And that's why we buy another one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in his defense, we have played, we have, we have played some, you know, Monopoly, the game of life. Uh, We played some, I bought a Risk set the other day just because... Just because we were looking for board games to play as a family. And by the way, the Risk thing got dicey in terms of, like, shouting at each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, but we still play board games. I mean, this is this is just a guy who just didn't understand that, that video games would just become a very integral part of our tool set. Later in the as article, it does say, though, that Milton Bradley themselves already had a 15% revenue share from electronic board games like they had already shifted to battery power like electronic battleship computer football i assume the electronic first of all the electronic versions of board games all sucked there was not a single good one no it wasn't better no it doesn't make it better um mattel's electronic football those handheld sports games with the with the red led dot (laughs) yes who knew who knew you could do so much with some led dots but um but yeah, I think that I you know I see his point. I think that I think he's right in the fact that you get bored with those games pretty pretty quickly. I mean, I mean, there's there's it's some really come, about the size of the game though. Yeah, well, there's some you come back to. I mean, the sports games and stuff like that. I play back, but there's there's a lot of games that yeah I was interested in for in it for about a month, and then I was like, eh, eh. that's true. It's not really it's not really going anywhere for me. So you so he's he kind of half right. He's half right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I have one last one here. I don't really think we need to discuss it. I just want to share it with you, especially in light of our current situation. Uh, 1923. This comes from, uh, well, the, the, the dateline is Houston, December, 7, December 15th. I don't see the, the newspaper on here, though. Uh, headline. Bathing is just a fad. <laughs> <laughs> Was that written by the French? Oh, no, wait, it, I'm sorry. Texas. 
Texas. Cowboys. Was that written by cowboy? Like I, cow bathing? The only time I ever even think of old timey bathing is with cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> They're always like, oh, I've been on the, I'm dusty and I'm going to get in this tub of used water. Is, for he a saying, nickel. is he saying that showering is better? Uh, here's the only part that's quoted in, in the, in the, this segment that, or the snippet that I pulled science today sounded the death knell of the old Saturday night wash tub bathing. Dr. Altenberg told his class is just a concession to custom. It is just a fad and one bathes only for the social prestige derived therefrom and not for physical welfare. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, I didn't mean for that to be the hammer. I'm sorry. Let's, let's move on quickly. Cause I have one other, All right. only because this is from anyway, was, showering is better anyway, moving <laughs> forward. But, but uh, 1998, a current, a current, still a current media figure here. Uh, Paul Krugman, Nobel prize winning economist, Paul Krugman, Paul Krugman in 1998. By 2005 or so, it will become clear that the internet's impact on the economy has been no greater than the fax machines. <laughs> Tell that to the porn people. Anyway. I would have subscribed to a porn fax. <laughs> <laughs> Once a day, they, they fax you some... Just like, fires you a, Just fires you a dirty picture. <laughs> like a, like a, a dirty picture fax subscription. That, that actually... We probably could have made money on yeah, that. Yeah, missed out. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> All right. Oh, well. Good times. Segment number two. All right, in segment two, um, I want to talk, well, about the quarantine. Because in the quarantine, some things have changed. And I wanted to know, based on what we just talked about, if you think anything is permanent. So beyond just permanent changes, I also want to know if you've realized that if there's anything you can't live without... And then lastly, if we have time, I want to talk about what might have become remote workforce skills of the future. So just sort of what changes have you experienced so far? I'll start. I finally have outfitted my my toilet with a bidet. Really? After years of talking about it since I came back from Japan. Which, which one did you get? I just went with the, basically the dish sprayer. Like I didn't go with the the extendo arm. I was like, oh no, just it's just a, a it's a hose with a gun. And can, look, can we get, can we get a brand? Which brand did you get? Because I, I, I see look the, it up. I see the ones that that advertise on like social media. Okay, like Tushy. I think what it's called. That's the one that <laughs> yeah, stands no, out in my brain. Yeah, and Tushy just, has that long commercial with the "Trust me, I'm an asshole." <laughs> the uh and then there have been a couple it's just the kind that you just you just screw onto the 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 toilet in between the toilet seat right and then you just hook up the water so you just get the cold water jet that comes so that's that's the the, the common kind I, I i went with a with a basically what's what amounts to a diaper sprayer <laughs> so it's essentially like it's a kitchen sprayer but it just hooks on the side of the toilet and then you just take it off and you know lean forward and <laughs> oh yeah okay it's not a, it's not a permanent kind of a no, I mean, it's not like I didn't want to mess with the toilet seat. I didn't want to. I, I wanted to be in control of where the spray <laughs> was coming out. Yeah, the company that makes this is just called Smarter Fresh. Okay. It, uh, yeah, it's so there's a little T join. You can, you can adjust the pressure. Yeah, yeah. All and right. then you have a little, just, uh, just like a kitchen sprayer. Okay. And you, you pull the trigger as hard or as softly as you like. All right. Yeah. Well, that seems that seems pretty good. I mean, that's uh, I mean, just you just hook it, you just uh, connect it, it to the water supply, and it, but then it also just um, you just hang it up like it comes with like a little hook that you yeah. can just yeah. that you just hook it to just 
All right. Yeah, there, I mean, I can see that. I had, I had to like learn a technique though, right? Because it's like a. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, like, is it around the side and around the back kind of a spray, or is it in between and up front? I. Yeah, <laughs> you want to try some too much detail? No, no, we're not. I, these, people want to know. Like so, <laughs> so it's just like a like the use of toilet paper. You might just lean to one side, grab the sprayer, and then and then. And then hose yourself off. Like so, I found that down, to be down, down from the back toward the front, so that obviously the spray needs to stay in the toilet. Yes, but uh, so I found that leaning was ineffective. It gave me a, a negative. Like I didn't have a good angle on both. Got it. A full three hundred and sixty clean, if you will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so I found that over the course of the few days that I've been using it, now I'm more of a, I kind of rock forward. Okay. And then I align my wrist along the center of my back. <laughs> like All right. I, I have to get, I put my hand in the so it's, position. So it's hose up, nozzle down. Correct. Okay. So if you were at the kitchen, yeah, yeah. pull the sprayer out, <laughs> you're turning it upside down. Turn it upside down. Yes. Got it. And I'm okay. not using my thumb to depress it because of the angle I'm using my, my actual trigger finger to depress the, even though the trigger's on the backside. Got it, got it, got it. So I'm holding it backwards and upside down, if that makes sense. All right. And I'm using the backside of my wrist, or the inside of my wrist, rather, to align on my... You line it onto your coccyx. The top of my posterior, Onto your coccyx. There you go. Yes. (laughs) And then you spray down and through toward the front of the bowl. Right, because I'm I'm leaning forward with a bit of an elevated... Got it. Now, now, yeah, because the second I said in between and up, that would shoot the that would shoot the water up and back, right. which would be a no, which is no bueno, no. which you can't have. No. <laughs> this is no good. Right. And then I just, you know, I I, I, I figured out the different combination of trigger pressure and uh, and and, and, and <laughs> I'm, I'm over here trying to figure this out and valve myself. pressure. And then I, you know, I do I just do a little brief manual oscillation. All right. Yeah, and you've it's going it's, well. It's refreshing, and you use less toilet paper. For sure, I use less toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. I'm. A, I don't know if I. You know, I don't know if I like because I'm like a big dude. Like, I'm not really sure I could like work the angle properly. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just trying to figure prison it. biceps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but maybe the kind that you install that just sort of that shoots, kind of. I just I didn't want to have any any need for any power. And no, the, no, these don't have power. No, these I know I understand how it works. Don't get me wrong, but I just like I'm concerned about having that thing be an obstruction at all times. That Got was it. part of my concern. I'd rather have one of those like fifty five hundred dollar Toto. Oh, like toilets that one hundred percent that does like the the warm seat and the. If there was power the in that wall, I would have just replaced the toilet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you imagine, honey? I bought a fifty five hundred dollar toilet. What? What? Huh? Like that's that's what I'm talking about. All right, moving. Sorry on. to get you off track on that, <laughs> no. but that's a nice. That's a. I mean, that's a. That's a nice. Uh, I think that's a nice thing. That's again. I come from Tabo culture, where right. people have been using a pot of water for, for, for since time immemorial. Right. My only regret is that I didn't make the switch sooner. Oh God. Well, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good um, recommendation. Then it comes with. It's like. All right. 60 bucks, I think, for the sprayer. Took about five minutes to install it. I know. I'm, 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 I'm going to do some serious, uh, serious research. Uh, <laughs> see, what, uh, see what might work for me. I, like I it. was actually inspired by that meme I posted from the... I don't even know if it qualifies as a meme, but somebody had just taped their TV of some bidet commercial where they were showing 
corn being cleaned. Uh, corn <laughs> has like, chocolate all over it. <laughs> I, was like, I hey, see yeah, that commercial. Seems like it works pretty good. I gotta look into this. <laughs> that terrible corn visual was the selling point. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, if I could clean that corn, it could sure clean my butt. <laughs> I don't know what is that. It's the, it's the 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 who are the ad wizards who came up with that? Um, the other thing I had on my list here is that basically just fully giving up on my hair is a new feeling. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't give a shit. Well, yeah, this is the... So here's the thing, because as as you get older and balder, such as I am getting older and balder, the um, your hair growing out is actually makes it much worse. Like, having a close-cropped hairdo half tricks you into thinking you're not as bald as you really are right. until your hair grows out and then you're like, holy shit. Like, all it is is like, all you see is through it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, I am I am seriously growing a comb over uh, is what I'm doing right now. And it's, and it's unpleasant. And I don't like it. But uh, I do have some clippers that, that, uh, me too. That I might. Oh, I'm getting real close to the just the putting the foreguard on and doing the whole thing. Four. I gotta start long, (laughs) just in case you screw it up. Well, see, I'm the opposite. So when my hair is long, you can't tell that there's anything on the top. If thinning on the top, if I cut it too short all around, you can see that the hair on the top is thinner. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) But I yeah. So I mean, I I think I take a three guard and just give myself a give myself a. Keanu Reeves speed haircut. Yeah. I wanted yeah. Just the same length all over. Like, I'm not going to do the whole the whole longer on top thing, shorter on the side. No, I'm just going <laughs> to just, just buzz it all, just buzz it all the same length. Yeah. And just let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, the Tim Duncan. <laughs> you could do your beard, too. It's all the, one <laughs> all the same. All, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just do the whole, just do the whole head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be attractive for me. <laughs> <laughs> be a good look god i can't even that's gonna be terrible well so i've tried to grow out my hair like on purpose i i had a mullet when i was like 10 and yeah. i'm not sure how like i don't understand the commitment that was required for me to make that happen because there's no way that i could get that done today i i i, I can't i lose my mind you know this i i say this to people all the time especially when i put up i'll put up a picture of like my high school haircut which is and I say it every time. I say, in 1986, 1987, if you went into a place in my town and said, I'd like a haircut, that's the haircut you got. <laughs> they just they just left it long on the back. They cut it on the sides. They left it a little bit longer on the top. And that's the haircut you got. That's just, it was called haircut. We didn't have a name for it. Like, we didn't have mullet. <laughs> no one right. called it a mullet. It was everyone just like, that's the haircut. I remember when we called it a side spike. Where like your part had spiky hair, like oh yeah, you yeah, cut yeah. a hair, you'd have a parted hair, but then you'd like spike up the party, the parted area. Right. Yeah. That was the Duran. That was the Simon LeBon, um, Duran Duran. Yeah. So I was combining spike. that with the Bosworth ducktail with racing stripes on the side. <laughs> Maybe I should go for that again while we're doing quarantine. You might as well. I think there's there. You know, some people have experimented with the big shave, which is a you know for for some men, you know, you you're always getting closer to the big shave. Like the day that you just have to cut all your hair off and mm-hmm. just go bald and just be bald. Like if you're close right now, if you were close to the big shave, this is the time to do it, right? Sure. I mean, you're not, and I don't think I am. 
but there's probably a lot of dudes out there who are like, you know what? I might as well just shave my head clean, see what it looks like, see if I have a decent looking head, not nothing too weird going on, and then be like, okay, I, I'm prepared. <laughs> yeah, I trim my hair short back when I used to ride a motorcycle every day, um, and that's when I learned that I can't go too short. Yeah, but because uh, it looks balder. Yes, but I, my only issue with head is I feel my head is large. And I, 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 like, I don't think I look very good bald. Yeah, you know, I think that I think the people who look good bald have like a like maybe a bigger top of their head and it sort of tapers down. Maybe. And mine's the opposite. Mine's like right. big on the bottom, Same. and then like yeah, more of a Jeff Ross kind of look. <laughs> yeah, no, right. So I'm not sure how my big shave is going to go, but it's going to go better than my comb over. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> you know, we spent way, way more time on the bidet than I was expecting. <laughs> I had so many other more, so many more things to list. Here. That's all right. We've got, we've got, uh, we've got. I mean, we could, we could. This, this is sort of quote unquote evergreen. We can come back to, we can come back sure. to, uh, back to uh, life on the other side of the, uh, of, you know, for less lungfish. Yeah, I think we're gonna have more time to review <laughs> the changes in our world. By the way, okay, so wait, before we wrap this up, two mm-hmm. things I noticed, like, so dudes shaving their heads and people just getting pets. That is a wild decision to me. I, I, a wild decision to me too. So if you're out there, we'll talk about it maybe next week or something, but I don't know who'd want to throw a log onto your fire like a pet. Hey, like, we're trapped in the house for a few months. I'm going to sign up for a 15-year commitment. <laughs> Can they get a dog? <laughs> Whoa. No. All right. Not it. All right. Segment number three. So in segment three, uh, we're going to return to the lament of the sports fan and talk a little bit about what we've seen on the internet or otherwise that we might actually watch on TV. And as I, so the NBA has been trying to do, people have been doing the video game thing that's been catching, you know, I've been watching streams here and there, but I can't watch it for more than maybe 10 minutes. It's just, it's, there's not enough happening. It's, it's, I don't know. Like I, I, they, I, I put that League of Legends on the other day on TV. I, I still don't know what's happening when it's <laughs> watching it, so it's not fun. The NBA tried to do that horse thing. It was yeah. not great because yeah. people were at the different locations. That was a big part of the problem. Right. Um, so I will tell you right now, this is a game I played for hours on end. When I was a child, I would watch Balloon Keepy Uppy as a competitive sport on television <laughs> balloon keepy uppy the uh that is um i don't know how you would televise balloon keepy uppy well it just have to be people who are living in their own house sure so and you'd you, start it and then like everybody would just be on and if you screw up they they kick you out like it'd be like a like a 50 person zoom meeting <laughs> and then and then and then the person who screws up gets kicked out of the meeting no, I just think you just you find people who have at least three people and want to do it. <laughs> you just have them film their keepy uppy session. You put some loose rules around it. I mean, these things go for hours. This is not like a this is not like a fifteen minute watch. This is a I need to fast forward while you eat dinner <laughs> while you do balloon keepy uppy. Yeah, and then I mean, you submit. Is... Well, yeah, I'm not going to watch it live. Like you're gonna, it's going to be edited. Like. I, I can't watch it in real time. Because the other one I had was, like, the, the one that went viral this last couple of days was, 
uh, the older woman and the and the younger man trying to hit the ping pong ball off of four pots and pans and then into the cup. Yes. It was like a TikTok, right? It's uh-huh. like 30 seconds long. Right. And it's riveting waiting for it to happen. And it finally <laughs> pays off. Like, how is that? That is as entertaining to me as anything else I've seen. And I've watched it. I know it's going to happen every time, and I've watched it at least five times. But, you know, part of the part of the topic here is what do I miss about sports? And what I miss about sports most is the liveness of it. Is the you don't really know what's going to happen kind of aspect of live sports. Like, who knows? Right? Something great could happen. Something awful could happen. You know, there's glory and there's there's people going down in horrible flames. <laughs> I mean, there's just that's the that's the part that's riveting about sports. That is the the, the that is you know a a golfer standing in the middle of the fairway at the Masters on the 18th, like thinking, okay, you just need to get this up and in for two. You know, you need to hit this on the green and two putt to win. I mean, that's the kind of shit that like sure makes it awesome, but. I can't get excited about pre-tape stuff. What or, if they don't tell you that though? Like, what if it's it edited matter. in such a way it that it doesn't feel but like? Not, like, but it's not. It's not happening in that moment. I'm not sharing that moment with millions of people on TV or you know. But you I'm could not, be. That's what I'm saying. Is it you could? Is it as long as it's first run? You are sharing it with people on TV. It's no different than watching the Olympics. Well, I mean, I mean. It, <laughs> No, it's way it's different. I mean, okay. even the even the non-live sports, even the tape sports in the Olympics kind of make me kind of take the edge off of it for me. Really? Yeah, because you know if something horrible was going to happen. You know, cuz it kind of gets around. But the but you can I don't think you can just replace that I'm on Twitter watching, you know, game 6 of the World Series and just talking shit on the, you know, and just having it out with everybody watching at the same time. I mean, that's, that just you just can't replace that. You can't replace that experience, and that's what and that's and that's what sports gives us. I mean, that really. I mean, sure. I mean, I've I've watched a lot of tape sports and stuff like that, but it's just not the same. I mean, even if you watch a one of those you know heavyweight fight or whatever, if you watch it, it's not nearly as exciting as watching it in real time, like in the as it's happening. Because even though you know, like, hey, the knockout's coming, there's there's just something about the immediacy of of that. You know, of all that. But that's only because it's ruined for you. In the ba- in the past, when you watched the Olympics, the edge wasn't taken off when you didn't know the results beforehand. Like, it was just, it was what it was on. And I don't even think we even thought about the fact that it wasn't happening in real time. Yeah, I mean, I get fairly excited about marble racing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You brought that, and then Matt and I talked about this a little bit while you were gone, and I wanted to right. finally, like, say, what else would you watch? Have you, have you come up with anything else? What... I would watch, I think, golf short game contests. Yes. Like if they all had the same target and they had to stand the same distance away from the target and it was like remote. So like horse, but like golf. Yeah. Well, they called off drive, chip and putt, right? Yes. Which you could definitely do. You could definitely do drive, chip and putt without. I think it was more about the traveling. More about the traveling, but, you know, but you could do those kinds of things together but apart i I don't think we've exhausted the together but apart aspects of sports because i think there's a lot of stuff that you can do could you could you play tennis honestly i mean what's i mean other than the fact that you handle the tennis balls if you both sanitized your hands if you only if if you only served with the balls that you that you that you serve with right like 
Nadal gets a set of tennis balls. Federer gets a set of tennis balls. No one else handles them but the ball kids, and the ball kids all wear gloves. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's no doubt that individual sports have a much easier road back. Individual non-contact sports. But I think that's the thing we need to start exploring is this whole together but apart aspect of sports. Like, I mean... There's just it just seems like there's a lot there that you can uncover right now. It was easy enough, to, and I had this conversation just yesterday. But it's like it's it, everything's the world is too nuanced. So when they pass these laws, they say, okay, we got to shut it all down. So just shut it all down because I can't, I can't, I can't explore the nuance of every little thing. But I think now that we've, we're into it, coming up on you know two months, like. It's time to explore the nuances, <laughs> right? It's it's time to say, yeah, I get why the playground is closed, but the park is, you know, it's like it, there's there's lots of you just there's can't lots control of, it. There, but people now, I think after a couple months, are starting to the more reasonable folks are starting I'm sorry, to understand. Did you, did you see Michigan today? <laughs> they're, well, they're pissed off about different things, but they're not social distancing or giving well, a were, fuck about I mean, anything. Apparently, they were they were being they were being they're being dumb about their point. Yeah. But I get what their point is, but they're being dumb about it for sure. But the, uh, but, but I think that, but in terms of our entertainment value, um, the whole together, but apart thing is they're going to start peeling the onion on this and, and figuring out how to do at least, at least start those things going again. You know, the thing I think I wrote that I miss specifically about sports is, um, not having to make a decision on what to put on the television when I didn't want to have to look for something. <laughs> right. That's just why I put on that League of Legends the other day. It was just like, oh, whatever. Let's just see what this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can watch. Yeah. I I lean on Golf Channel's evening coverage of sports, of, of the golf, whatever golf tournament's going on. I, I realize how much I lean on that. I lean yeah. on it really hard <laughs> because I can play a, you know, I can play a game on my computer or on my iPad or whatever and watch the uh, golf coverage and just sort of burn an, burn an evening completely and just be, and it's great. It's something I enjoy very much, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I'm missing, I'm missing that in the world. Something just fresh content. I mean, from, I can't, I tried to watch some of those older things. I think I watched, you know, I watched a little bit of, you know, the Masters, like some Masters coverage, and I watched about a half hour of the 2019 round four, you know, where, and what made it nice was that Tiger was actually on TV talking with, you know, Jim Nance. With his insane beard? <laughs> His, his sharpie colored his sharpie colored on beard that that beard is that beard, that beard. did he dye it I I, it he, was very carlos boozer-esque <laughs> was, i think he grew the beard and i think he realized there's probably a ton of gray in it just like the rest of us have a ton of gray in our beard if you're 40 you know if you're young 40s there's probably a decent and he dyed that beard I think he's so. like he's like i need i need the clyde fraser just for men it was not um, a good look. <laughs> But that made it at least interesting to watch for, you know, the better part of an hour is to at least have him on. Yeah. And that, that live, the, the, again, the live aspect of it was what made it 
was what made it nice. I mean, he could have just been Nance and him talking about it without the without the without the video without the coverage of it and i still probably would have been as interested in it well it's funny you bring that up because that's one of the things i was going to suggest is i actually really enjoyed that too even though tiger's a bit of a weird interview (laughs) (laughs) he can be he can Um, be even when he's being genuine he's a little weird like i i I knew he was going to come back with the jacket on and they came back from break like i knew and it was going to be corny and then it still was somehow uncomfortable and i just don't know why but (laughs) not to get too far afield here my point is that i would watch like the um reruns if you could do live director's commentary for the like the principals involved or at least i don't have to be the principals just someone who's good on camera and good at telling a story right like give me the steve kerr narration of like the spurs title teams and the bulls title teams that he played on like i'll watch that yeah pull together an hour of highlight packages and saying you know here are the key moments and Tell me what. Tell me what was going on here. Tell me what Phil Jackson said in the huddle here, and yes. you know, yeah. I mean, those are. I mean, that'd be great. Yeah, give me retroactive mic'd up, where like the memories are fallible, and you're gonna come up with narratives on the fly because <laughs> it's just what you've always thought. I'm all for. I mean, I'm in. Yeah, and it's yeah. gonna stir the hell out of the pot too, right? If you right. get the the live director's commentary, like people would cover it like it's new news because it would be new information yeah like so-and-so completely delusional about his role on this team (laughs) exactly (laughs) Uh, that would uh yeah i would watch i would watch a good deal of that and um you know i've tried to watch the 30 for 30 and you know catch up on some of the ones that i hadn't seen before and those kinds of things but it doesn't fill the it does not fill the it does not fill the void of uh of of live of live live sports no it's bad all right well that's it for our regular segments and you know what that means now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh ready ready dad jokes of the week woo not very many good ones (laughs) this week (laughs) all right you ready yeah student i'll never be good at geography teacher not with that latitude yeah it's difficult to say what my wife does for a living she sells seashells by the seashore (laughs) that's actually funny you like that huh yeah maybe it'd be funnier if she was an otolaryngologist (laughs) (laughs) I, i like to call my ipod the titanic it's sinking now this joke brought to you by 2009. <laughs> right. When's the last time you thought about your iPod, your iPad, or your iPhone sinking? I, iPod. okay, so can Jesus. I sidebar on iPod? Sure. So the iPod in my car used to be owned by a noted local billionaire. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, and it still has all my, it's got all my music on it, but it's the... Uh, it doesn't get used very often, but every now and again, you know, I need, uh, I need the, uh, I don't know, I need something off the playlist, so I gotta go, I can, I can just grab it off the iPod as opposed to trying to deal with Apple Music on my phone. A still living? Still living local, iPod. Local billionaire? No, a <laughs> recently passed local billionaire. Indeed. What, what do you mean you get it off the iPod? Like you just plug it into the car? Yeah, the, yeah, it's plugged into the auxiliary. Like there's a USB auxiliary, and I can just hit a button that brings up the USB auxiliary, and I just there's a couple of playlists that I like on there, and yeah. and it really actually sounds much nicer 
in the car than the Bluetooth connection from my phone. Oh, so, yes, I'm sure. So Speaking it's of, a, it's kind of nice. In Bluetooth in, streaming in your car was one of my hot takes that we didn't get to. Or cold takes, <laughs> rather. That, that it was a fad. Bluetooth streaming in your car. Bluetooth is a, is a fad? Yeah. God, I wish it was. I wish we'd come up with something better. It's, it's not great. <laughs> uh, a boat builder was showing his son one of his forests. He turned to him and said, son, one day all this will be ours. Showing him his forest? I guess. I didn't even read that before. I, I, the, the, sometimes I rewrite these because for clarity. Like, yeah. These quotes have been edited for clarity. <laughs> like the New York Times of dad jokes. Do you want to hear a joke about a piece of paper? Never mind. It's terrible. It's terrible. Indeed uh, it is. And finally, I did rewrite this one because right. it was there's there's something here, but the flow was off and I had to rewrite rewrite okay. it. A poker player lost his arm in a nasty accident. He thought he'd be okay with a prosthetic, but he just can't deal with it. <laughs> I like that one. That was a yeah, good it's one. It's not bad. I had one extra one. Do you want to go first or do you want me to to share the extra? So mine, the one that I came up with, I just, it just, it hit me as I was making breakfast and I'm sure this is, it wouldn't surprise me if we've told this one before, but it was just so obvious. So I'll tell it. It's like my local bakery burned down and now the whole place is toast. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds familiar. I think it does sound familiar. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was toasting some bread, and it just occurred to me. So again, that one just fell out of the universe into my head, and I'm sure I'm not even close to the first person who got to that one. All right. Well, I can't remember where I came, where I found this, or saw it, or whatever. But it's also food related. All right. Why did the prune go out with the fig? Because he couldn't find a date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need that was. Critical that I include that. <laughs> That's a good one. Let's go to the overtime. Overtime. All right, in the overtime, uh, I had a couple of things. So one thing I was going to set up with the prologue, we've obviously been inside a lot. That means a lot of sweatpants. <laughs> uh, my life included a lot of sweatpants before this because I wore sneakers, and sneakers look best with sweatpants. <laughs> you, and, you and Matt from Reasons Are. <laughs> sweatpants aficionados. Well, some sweatpants are cut differently than others. And okay. This is not even just a sweatpants problem, but it's sometimes even a jogger problem or a tight pants problem in general. What is the societal rule on clearly visible dick? <laughs> are you asking me or are you asking John Ham? Well, you can't. But he's wearing those like thin Banana Republic trousers with no underwear. Get that thing under control, John. <laughs> I was, I'm just asking for for if for so there is. Okay, for me, the, the 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 dividing line is if if you're standing around in normally, like you're John Ham, and it's John, obvious John I can Ham see Hawk. <laughs> that I, it's obvious that I can see your balls and your dong through your pants. Uh, you've crossed a line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now I understand that sometimes when you sit down, things happen. Like but this, with sweatpants, the, I feel like the opposite is true. Like, you're never going to see, when I have sweatpants on, you're never going to see the stuff when I'm seated. But it but sort I'm of s- depends, like, you know, how how sometimes when you sit down, you know, stuff has to go one way or the other, right? Well, I'm with you on this, yes. Right. So if you dress left or dress right, as yes. they say in the... But in most the, sweatpants, the, I'm saying, have more of a, a drop kind of crotch in the inseam there, where 
if you're standing though, it's like there's not a lot of give and there's not a lot of there's no structure to the pant. There's no fly. Right. Right. Because normally the fly and all the stuff that many layers of fabric and the zipper are kind of <laughs> over the top of where your stuff is, to the point where like no one if they look at your crotch they can't just see your genitals. <laughs> but with sweatpants, <laughs> there's times where I want to wear sweatpants like out, and I'm like, you can like if you look you could you can <laughs> see my dick here. I like I can't. <laughs> Yes, and those and those should not be worn out, right? They should <laughs> so, but some dudes don't seem to care, or they those, or they notice and care, right? Or they're just they're parading around whatever right. gifts they've been given, yes. and and I you know, I can't say is you know I can't fault people for how they want to parade around their stuff, men and women both like feel free. I mean it's just but but for me personally, I just like you know. I just can't. I just. I'm not that. I'm not that kind of person. I just. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, if. Uh, but if you're comfortable going to the grocery store, <laughs> in in sweatpants, where, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, if you're going to treat the old ladies at the at the at the grocery store to a to a to a show. Oh, well, once I'm there, I just put a squash down my pants. <laughs> <laughs> butternut squash right down my pants. Yeah. 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 Is that a butternut squash in your pants? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, it is. Yes. It's got realistic contouring. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't know. I'm a mo- modesty. Let's go. I'm, I'm going to yeah. go with the modesty. Yeah. So if you feel like if you catch a glimpse of yourself walking out of the the house, out of the one of the mirror by the door or whatever you got, and you notice yourself yeah. that there's action going on, then uh, then you should uh, then you should probably think twice. Yeah. I mean, I have some UW sweats I've wanted to wear to a UW basketball game multiple times. Some cool joggers, and just I either need to lose twenty pounds or <laughs> just decide that everybody's going to get to see it because I can't, can't wear those. Even with like I have to, I don't know, like wear like maybe two pairs of underwear. I don't, I don't two know. Could I do? <laughs> maybe wear a maybe wear one of those long sweaters. I don't know. I don't. Does it cover the front? <laughs> to cover the front. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just. I don't know, or just be John Ham. All right. Well, I'm not. I'm not John Ham. If I was John Ham, I would just wear the sweatpants. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing, um, I just wanted to check in on, uh, you know, President, because <laughs> he's a, he's a, a pretty cool dude. Um, and it was sports related, so I wanted to touch on the fact that you probably saw. I think it was yesterday, um, or the day before. He was saying, like, we have to get our sports back. I'm tired of watching baseball games that are 14 years old when he's going on about, you know, he's on his reopening economy kick again, of course. <clears throat> um, but somebody noticed that that was a rather specific time frame that he was ex- like 14 years. Why 14 years old? Like, what Why? What are you watching from 2006 so specifically? You know, it doesn't seem it can't be random with Trump, right? It's got how right. could it relate to him? And so somebody took a look and uh, realized that on Sunday night. That Major League Baseball streamed a game um, from that year, the Game Seven of the National League Cha- Championship Series between the uh, St. Louis Cardinals and New York Mets. And if you go take a look at some still photos from uh, the pitcher view, so you can see the people sitting behind the the catcher. Oh, there's our man Donald standing up right in the middle. So he <laughs> specifically went and watched a game so he could see himself on TV. And it's not that's not the most Donald Trump thing of all time. I don't know what is. That is very. That is that. <laughs> that's very him. Um, 
I don't know what to say about that. That's hilarious. I mean, it's so funny that that he just regurgitates up these things that are like, like his whole world is just him. Yeah. Like, it's it's he marks his own time. You know, <laughs> like sometimes we we have these little reminiscence of like, oh, I remember when I was twenty five, this happened or whatever. It's it's other way around. Yeah. I remember when this happened, I was, you know what yeah. I mean? It was yeah. like this, I was doing this when the space shuttle exploded. I was right. like, wait, what? Right. It's like, I was having breakfast at, with the blah, 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 and then the space shuttle exploded, and then I went to dinner that night. Wait, 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 what, what happened that day? It's like, anyway. For anyone who might re- remember this series, a um, couple of memorable moments. Uh, Andy Chavez in left field making one of the greatest catches of in, in World Series history that was all for naught because the Mets ended up losing to the Cardinals on yeah. a Carlos Beltran um, looking strikeout curveball from Adam Wainwright. Like a, just a full-on 12-6 curveball that he just watched go by for the final yeah. out of the World Series. And if somebody could have, you know, you know, you know, made noise with a trash can for Carlos back then maybe things would have been different maybe <laughs> the funny thing is and i'll share the image that that i found that goes along with this but you, trump is standing there like directly behind the umpire maybe two rows up three rows up and he's doing the the face where he's like looking down his nose with a serious man face and he's wearing this insane gold tie and a black suit and it's just like he it looks like somebody photoshopped him into the photograph because <laughs> that's what he would wear to a ball game yes because he's Donald Trump. Right. Game right. show host. <laughs> Tremendous American. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our show. Unless you had anything else. I don't have anything else, man. I'm just hanging in there like most others. Just uh, uh, I'm glad I get to do this with you on, on a weekly basis. So um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, we appreciate you. Our thanks to all of you for listening to the show. We hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, and keeping your head above water. If you don't already, please subscribe and review for your, your favorite podcast provider. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. If you've got any interesting insights and you want to share them with us, I, I think that now would be a time we'd be more <laughs> amenable to letting whoever wants to come on talk <laughs> and give us an update on their insane self-isolation life. Um, anyway, we'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. Until then. Woo! And I just know when I can feel it, yo, they're having sex. And, and uh, uh.